Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the Ify Market Podcast. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. Ify Market is brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Joto PR, and I'm your host, Sky Cassidy, joined by co-host Carla Jo Helms. Hi, guys. Today, we'll be talking with Agnes Joswiak of ClickMeeting about using webinars for lead generation and to assist in the sales funnel. Agnes is the marketing director at ClickMeeting. Uh, they're a provider of webinar solutions. Uh, she's an experienced marketing professional in the software as a service industry and has expertise in the fields of marketing management and digital strategy. In the last year alone, ClickMeeting's platform hosted nearly 600,000 events with over 17 million attendees and an impressive customer base of nearly 150,000. Agnes wow. has overseen the, yeah, the Poland-based company's uh, <laughs> marketing activity since 2016. Agnes, uh, thank you for coming on today. Really excited to talk about uh, webinars and what you guys are doing there. Thank you, Sky. Thank you, Carla. Um, um, it feels great to be here. We are Click Meeting. We basically provide a, a web-based solution for uh, for running uh, webinars, uh, online meetings, be it for online courses, product demos, sales sales meetings, sales webinars. So um, you choose the uh, the goal as a person who who run those webinars, and obviously supported by many many features uh, for uh, live webinars as well as um, automation uh, to put it in the in a, in a life cycle to support lead generation and lead, lead nurturing. Yeah, webinars is a big, I mean, that's a name you can nail down, but it seems like all these platforms now do, I mean, what we're doing right here, right now, you could probably just put a little different name on your platform and say it's for podcasts, it's for any sort of uh, remote face-to-face -face type of interaction or screen recording or demos and all kinds of stuff, right? Well, uh, not necessarily because like, when we see like in the in the webinar landscape um you know many software companies many SaaS companies providing sort of platforms similar to ours um they sort of uh, reclaim what we best at and we support um people who sort of choose to uh use our platform in the activities they 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 aiming for so if they're coming to to um, generate leads and nurture them and close sales through webinars, we support them not only with the platform itself, just like audio and video, but all you know, handy tools for um, for scoring leads, for generating those leads, and you know, segmenting those, following up. So pretty much the whole cycle of from lead generation and providing content to actually automating uh, certain actions. Uh, That's to what I was going to ask. So you help automate some of the sales processes from the webinars to support companies that are using this for lead generation. That's what makes you different. Yes. Well, webinar is just, it's not just what you see at the moment, like when you go live or, and then you provide content. It's the process. I guess it starts with preparing the the content that is right for what you want to achieve. And that's a tough part as well. So you, when you get that content right, it's the, I would say it's a half of success. Hmm. Uh, because, because then, then you, you target your audience with, this, with, with the content. You can record uh, your presentation and put this on autopilot through automating, uh, automating your webinars through making it an on-demand content when you actually capture leads and then you can follow up uh, with different different types of emails 
inviting to different types of uh, sort of dedicated um, podcast um, webinars um, and then providing again dedicated content where you can see at what level of, of sort of, of of the funnel uh, let's call it uh, your your leads are um, and then take it from there seeing how interested are your leads are your contacts then you feed them with whatever they need to close the sale so it seems like it's um basically the solution you guys have for webinars is a lot more about the pre-webinar and the post-webinar than the the actual carrying out of the and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep saying these things and you're gonna keep saying actually you're wrong here's how it actually, works no, yeah <laughs> i know the carrying out of the webinar is really important but it seems like the pre and post is really important for what we're talking about today specifically the you know, using them for lead gen and to assist in the sales funnel absolutely absolutely well according to agnes the pre is 50 percent that's well, I'm not saying it's 50%. Well, it's a, it's a huge, to, huge yeah. to add to, to, to your success. If you know, if you get your content right, then you get the machine rolling. Um, and obviously, uh, many people, when they're starting webinars, they, they, okay, like you hear people, okay, I know webinars and they're happening and I, and I attend webinars, uh, but how I can actually start my own sort of webinar adventure. And I remember when we were sort of... Uh, thinking uh, at click meeting uh, about how we approach you know different features we have how we approach people who are who want to start and how do we expose click meeting and all the, its features to them and then what you say uh, what you said sky is we divided all the features all the tools that we have in the platform on that are useful before during and after the webinar so we had like um, three columns we, and we presented it that way and we'll still do because some of the people when they're coming when they're looking for a, for a platform to to you know achieve their business goals they're coming just to you know um, looking to compare different features at different providers right. uh, but today we like this year we started um, we started a little bit different approach because we ask people what they want to achieve. Um, so if they're coming to us and saying, okay, um, we are sales, well, we, we, we wanted to do sales. We want to sell our product. So we want to run demo on your platform. So we, we're not showing them, okay, here are all your features, off you go. But we assist them through all the educational materials and saying, okay, start with this and then uh, put this, um, here and there and you know you've got you need to get your content then put it out there start generating your leads with the content invite those people um, ma make sure that then they will be recording so they will still sign up because what I remember when uh, when we were doing webinars even like two years ago um, because obviously we do webinars with different experts um, or showcasing our you know products and um, new things that are, that are coming up um we were sort of we we're having like for example two thousand people signed up for the webinar and about 40 percent turned up um so it's a, it was about good, right? four, is that usual absolutely. yeah uh well it was a couple of years back and even or even a year back but now about 15 percent of that 15 so or 50? 15 a 15 percent ah. turn up rate from registration 
but because there are so many webinars out there there are so there's so much content out there um you have to choose which webinar you attend right so it's like we, tv back in the day you used to have if you're mash you get half the country automatically because there's only three stations now with webinars absolutely. you used to be only have a handful out there there's so many options now the, the same amount of people are, are watching but it's spread out across all this content um, and that begs the question of the links. I was looking on your website and you have an infographic from 2018 and the average webinar uh, mm -hmm. was about an hour, 63 minutes. Yeah. If 15% are now showing up, what is their preferred length of the webinar in 2018? Length. Yeah, length, like an hour, 30 minutes, like- I was hearing link too, Agnes. I was hearing the, you're saying <laughs> link, and we're hearing link. 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 Uh, link. <laughs> so it, it really depends what type of webinar, uh, because people coming to us, our customers, they run product demos, they, like, they run online courses. Um, um, if you sort of um, uh, dig deep um, on our blog, we've got like case study section, uh, where we sort of showcase uh, success stories or just stories you know that happen to our customers how they started with webinars and what they do um, and sort of uh, what they they achieve with webinars and we've got people running online courses when the online course one session is three hours long um, and and there is a five minutes break at, 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 during each hour um, but uh, what we normally do uh, 45 minutes of a presentation and then 15 minutes of uh, questions and answers. It's very important to have that live interaction with the three with hours is like a whole Marvel movie. That's, that's, <laughs> well, <huge>. and that, <laughs> that's a lot online. Think of, think of yeah. people. Yeah. But if you think of, think about people who actually have knowledge to share and they've yeah. got like specific knowledge about um, architectural design, it's not very easy. So right. it's not an easy sort of subject to, to go through. So they need that. They've got, uh, they've got sort of that attention through those hours. And they said, if we run it through like four or five hours, we will lose people because three oh, hours yeah. is still a bit, a bit long. Uh, yeah. but it's getting it's long at four to... or five hours. You got to have a stop, a layover flight. Uh, so but 45 minutes for a presentation. And yeah, I mean, people say ours is long, our podcast. Yeah. But there's a lot of great info there. So we have to, you know, we Absolutely. need that much time to get it. But they're liking it. It's true. Yeah. It depends uh, what you want to cover, really, and what, what goal you want to achieve. But you always have question and answer, even on a pre-recorded webinar? Um, it depends. When you're automating it, you can, you can have that bit live. So you've got automated... Uh, so you, you, you've got automated presentation <coughs> uh, where you can switch on chat where you can the presentation is automated but you're still moderating and answering your chat during that presentation it's possible so it's it's half automated i want to mm -hmm. switch gears on you a little bit make sure we get to talk about about you um and kind oh, of who you like are and how me. you got where you're at <laughs> i just want to talk about herself <laughs> um, can you give us a little background i was hoping you forget <laughs> yeah we jumped over that part nice try nice try um can you give us a little background on yourself well, yeah, I'm coming. I'm sort of um, coming from um, entrepreneurial, uh, like 
started in the sort of um, in the entrepreneur um, sort of uh, background in back in London when I was sort of starting my career before I moved back to Poland and then um, I started working with uh, firstly guy from guys from Get Response um, and then when we started developing Click Meeting back in 2011, um, not like from internal tool for communication and we thought okay let's develop it because it may serve other teams like similar to ours and then 2011 when it was when we put click meeting out there and since then many things changed obviously I was doing many things when we started it was I think the team was 11 at that time at click meeting um where you, could, you had to be a salesperson, an account uh, manager, and people that person who does marketing. And it was amazing because you got, it was that stage when we had few customers and we could have sort of talked to them um, one by one and see what their expectations were. And uh, at that time, back in 2011, back in 2012, um, our main market, and still is, is uh, obviously North America. Mm. but uh, advertising back in Poland we had to instead of selling more educate people what webinars are whereas in North America people exactly knew what it, what it is at that time they were just comparing different platforms at that time right. so it was a little bit different um, if we if we wanted to be sort of all, all over the world because we were saying we, we there's no sort of boundaries in terms of where you can use click meeting um, we had to be very flexible and uh, and obviously the sort of the market has changed the landscape has changed because there are so many platforms ready for collaboration online meetings and video conferencing as a whole uh, process um, then there you have to sort of see what you're good at and what you can deliver and um, where you what your customers want to do and just do it uh, so this is what we do, do now and mm-hmm. webinars it it used to be a matter of saying hey we can we can host your webinar and it won't crash and and you'll have decent audio oh, yeah. and and whatnot and now it's it's all these other things you're talking like everybody has that that's just the baseline obviously everybody has a good audio and it's not going to crash and all those kind of things um yeah, well, when you talk about video and audio, uh, I'm sorry, when you talk about audio and video, it's a must. So you don't even talk about this because it's uh, it's obvious that you have to have it if you want to support live communication. It's the foundation. Oh, and just so everybody knows, yeah. um, Agnes is in Poland. You've mentioned that. Uh, so we oh, yeah. have about a one second delay. So sometimes the communication gets a little uh, strangely overlapped from what we're used to on the podcast. It's, uh, it's, it's just a distance thing. Um, Speaking of which, Agnes, Poland, there seems to be a really vibrant startup community or software as a service community for a country Mm -hmm. of Poland's size. It just seems to have, I see so many more businesses, specifically software as a service companies coming out of Poland. What's up with that? Mm -hmm. Well, finally, (laughs) finally there. Um, We're not afraid to... uh, uh, to admit that we developed something, we've got great products, great companies. Uh, many Western companies are coming to uh, to show their 
um, uh, their businesses here in Poland and develop their businesses here in Poland. We've got plenty of big companies uh, out here developing and um, it's great. It's over the last few years, Poland developed um, the sort of software as a service industry. We, we, we are more curious to show what we've got, I guess. That's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. You know, there's a couple countries around the world other than the U.S. that seem to put out um, a good amount of kind of quality, not just startups, but companies that are actually having success, being used. You're seeing them in the marketplace. And yeah, Poland seems to have a disproportionate amount of amount of companies coming out of there, which is awesome. Must be a great environment to, to be in, to have all that it's, uh, you know, European, Europe's uh, Silicon Valley, it seems like to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a question about back to webinars. Can I ask that mm-hmm. on lead generation? Yeah, let's get back to webinars. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a- after all these years of webinars, especially in North America, because, you know, we're more experienced with it. We've been doing it a long time. Are there some, like, in today's market, some major do's and don'ts for using webinars for lead generation? Um. Well, that's a very interesting question. Uh, I would say the answer isn't that straight, I guess, because it depends. And I know you probably hate that answer. It depends, no, I but don't. It really, it really does. Uh, it really does. If you ask me, well, um, do I have to do a live Q&A session at the end of the presentation? Well, it depends. So maybe some shoulds and shouldn'ts versus do's and don'ts. Yeah, what are some shoulds and shouldn'ts? What are best practices? But I know it means that you have to test it out and see if it works for your company or your service or whatever. Yes, you, you want to sort of, you need to sort of uh, decide who you want to talk to. But like most of all, in terms of should, shouldn'ts, do, do's and don'ts, um, Obviously, you need to promote um, what you've got out there, depending if it's your internal sort of database that you have, go out there, promote it. We normally give it a time of sort of three weeks to promote a webinar with an expert if we run it. Um, it's, It's more of a, it's not a sales webinar, it's a branding webinar where we want to show, hey, we work with the great experts, we want to share knowledge. Uh, and obviously then we nurture those contacts who sign up for, 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 for the webinar to invite them for the, uh, for the next series to finally invite them to try our platform. So that's a really so a, top of funnel webinar where you're looking to yes, kind of speaking of speaking, speaking of funnel. Yeah. Speaking of a funnel, uh, we sort of made it uh, less linear or more sort of, uh, um, sort of a flywheel because uh, it's, it's never ending process really. So once you put it into action, you just add elements to it, make it sort of more perfect. Um, exactly. Um, so it, you've got different sort of, when you, in, in the funnel, um, you've got beginning at the end, it looks like it. When you start like with lead generation and then um, sort of uh, um, awareness, awareness uh, sort of, and then nurturing um, and then acquisition at the end. Whereas here you've got sort of, it, it's a closed, it's a sort of never ending process. When you started preparing your content for lead generation, then nurturing, then targeting sort of different groups of your audience with a specific content to follow up them with uh, different email rules um, through different, different emails. That's uh, the funnel yeah. from our graphics well, that's department. A funnel. Yeah. If you if you draw a circle, it will be pretty much of a flywheel because once you start 
it's rolling like a snowball. Mm. Um, whereas your main goal is the growth. It's right in the middle. All the activities support um, this growth. That is you like a funnel that drips off into sales from this? So you've got your webinar flywheel. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like a meat grinder. Let's up again. Uh, Let's have our. <laughs> you've you've got a, a sales and marketing meat grinder for your webinars, where it's uh, it's going around, churning there, getting ground up, and then you get the leads spit out. Yeah. Um, Infographics in the making. <laughs> so this, <laughs> graphics department's working overtime here. Um, yeah. So back back to shoot and students, really, because we we all, we we started that. Um, I think every every webinar should be recorded because it's a great content that you can make an on demand content. Your attendees, your 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 leads, your contacts can see um, at whatever time they want because obviously you want to serve it and they they want to watch it when they have time not at a specific hour you, you presenting it. Um, so, so video and then, um, then yeah. So, and then the follow-ups. You mentioned uh, earlier that it sounded like 15% of people who are attending the webinars. I would imagine you're probably getting nearly 15% that are watching after the fact as well, though, when you, when you record and post it on demand. Um. Can you repeat that question? I'm just making the numbers up, but well, so, what's the attendance after when people are not watching it live? Mm -hmm. If it's 15% that show up, what's the other percentage when they're watching it later? It's a good question. You don't, call, you don't, you don't call it attendance then because mm -hmm. it's uh, um, you measure views. You can put this content mm -hmm. like on YouTube and then see how, how people, um, how people sort of react to it. Mm -hmm. I guess my point was you're probably at least doubling your exposure by recording oh, absolutely. and posting it versus absolutely. not. And it's out there. It's not just one off and it's gone. Uh, if, you, um, if you put it on landing page and make it available to people when they leave the email address and they can watch it, then you've got like a lead generation uh, process. And then exposure is never ending pretty much. So you're doing your own self-syndication of, of mm -hmm. uh, the content you created, kind of. Yeah, for smart. See, but many people don't know that you can do things like this. With the many people like just do webinars and okay, what 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 do I do next? Um, so we give that hand by educating them and showing them different tools. Yeah, I repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. That was another podcast. Yes. I yeah. like that. You mentioned earlier <laughs> the the service you guys provide, and mm -hmm. it dawned on me that one of the shortfalls of software as a service is the companies tend to see the software as a service and then they don't want to ever interact with the customer. So it's just, Hey, if the software doesn't solve the problem on its own and it isn't just self-contained, then too bad. Like most of these companies, you can never get them on the phone. There's no customer service. It seems like you guys are saying, no, no, a big part of what you're doing is the service of making sure that the software actually they get the results Works. they want and they're able to get the leads and nurture and do the whole flywheel meat grinder sales funnel thing. I'm sorry. It made yes. it sound, sound like I was making fun of, uh, of your practice, but the, the flywheel, can we get back to that? Yes, please. Yeah. This whole flywheel kind of concept for how webinars should be used. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah. Well, it's it, sort of, it all starts with the knowledge the product that you have, the knowledge you want to share, you know, you want to monetize it. Um, 
and then you create the content that is specific for the people that you want to talk to, be it a product presentation, um, whatever specific topic you have. So you've got the, um, the knowledge, you create the presentation, then you uh, sort of engage your audience. Um, um, so that's sort of four stages, engage your audience and then automate sort of all the, the cycles. When after, after you engage your, um, your audience, then you, you go on automating the follow-up communication and by setting up, okay, people who attended my webinar or my presentation, they will do, uh, they will get um, a follow-up email thanking them for, for being on the presentation and invite like with a recording so they can watch it again and get, um, get something more out of it. Or if someone missed the webinar, those, this group will get different message um, saying that, hey, you missed the webinar, but that's okay. You can still watch it here is um so it's not that i you missed the webinar so i don't like you uh it's still your contact that you have and you can nurture to make the final sale i remember some of those emails back in the day when you missed a webinar they would you'd get an angry email from the people that created it like hey you signed up for this and didn't show up what happened man how rude you i was waiting for you man how rude today it's kind of like you know when you're in the car and it's uh siri and you know she says recalculating she gets very upset navigation but it's amazing it's amazing it's not people don't turn up because they don't want to and they they want to be rude they just don't have time because they are overwhelmed with the content that it's out there right. uh, but making it like more exposed your content more exposed you get a chance to get into interaction with people who didn't have a chance to attend it and then again put it into that flywheel to make it like a process in, to make a final uh, final sale or, um, or a demo, whatever your goal is. And I imagine one webinar is not usually the sales funnel. So if somebody misses one, you have the recording for it, but you probably have five, 10, just ongoing webinars going on where at least this person's raised their hand. Now you want to let them know, hey, here's another webinar coming up on the same subject matter. Here's another webinar. And then with your flywheel and assisting in the sales process, that concept, I really liked. It seems like you're creating content. We've had a lot of um, episodes about content here on the show, but specifically with podcasts to be able to say, this person raised their hand and we have them marked as a lead now because they showed up for this podcast or they signed up, show up or not. They signed up, you're seeing the interest. And now maybe you're, somebody follows up with them and they're starting to go through the sales funnel, but you can continue to hit them with, with podcasts that are relevant for where they're at in the sales funnel to help that, that part of your saying of helping assist in the sales process of saying like, okay, here's where they're at now. Here's the podcast we need to send to them. And maybe it's a, the live ones you can always be sending, but you've got all these recorded podcasts and you can say for each step of the sales funnel, we have relevant podcasts on the books now that either the salespeople can, can have to share with them or they can be in some sort of automated marketing automation that recognizes here's where they're at in the funnel. Feed them this now, feed them this now. That's a really um, good so idea. Like, yeah, that's yeah. great. And that's you're, necessary. You know, you're ready for this, now what, right? Sort yeah. of a podcast. Like you said, so demo. This, this is, yeah, well, this is, this is what I meant by if you have content, then it's a, it's, a, it's a sort of half of success, I guess, because you've just, you know, 
feed that content into the specific stage of uh, of a sales funnel. <laughs> right. Or even this person kind of dropped out of the funnel where here's the podcast that's going to convince them to come back now. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, you've been to our <laughs> webinar or you, you, you or registered webinar, once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we organizing next. Why don't you join us? Yep. I want to take a quick break here. You've been listening to the Ify Market podcast. Uh, we have Agnes Jaswiak all the way from Poland. And we're talking about using webinars for lead generation and to assist in the uh, sales funnel. Thank you for joining us, Agnes. We will be back in just a minute. Thank you. Hi, my name is Andrea Freyrier. I'm the co-founder of Agile Sherpas, and we are an agile marketing, coaching, and training organization. So if your operations are running a little sluggish or you wish you could do more with less, we are here to help. Please come find us at agilesherpas.com. You can learn more about our workshops, coaching, and training offerings. Welcome back to the Yippie Market Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy. I've got our co-host, Carla Jo Helms. Hi, hi. And today we're talking with Agnes uh, Joswiak. I'm always going to mess up that name now that I <laughs> related to Wozniak, um, of Click Meeting about using webinars for lead generation and uh, assisting in the sales funnel. Hi, everyone. Before the break, Agnes, you mentioned this flywheel concept that you guys have. The webinar flywheel, yes. The webinar flywheel, yeah, yeah. And we Googled it real quick because we're so big on preparation over here that we hadn't already done that. We <laughs> real quick in the break and notice number one thing that comes up when you Google webinar flywheel is you guys. So if the listeners want to find a, a graphic of that, we'll put the link to the blog where it's at in the show notes. Um, but you can just Google webinar flywheel and see their kind of uh, conceptual graphic there as well. Much better than my graphic, I think. I think we can find it better than mine. <laughs> Yours was pretty good. Probably, that's probably how theirs started. <laughs> yeah, I've got, we've got great graphic designers to work on that. You only had a couple of seconds so, <laughs> to work on your graphic. But yeah, in terms of, in terms of the blog that you mentioned, uh, we prepared like video, we prepared like ebook, we prepared the sort of the actual infographic plan at what stage you can use what tools available in click meeting we really like put into and put this um loads of hearts into it to make sure our customers know what they do at what stage they should use uh certain tools to actually support uh, sort of their actions in the in achieving their final goal it seems like you guys have gone i mentioned earlier the you know early stages of webinars where you just had to have the technical stuff work a high percentage of the time and then everything works and everybody has the same product and you guys seem to have gone a step farther not to make this a commercial necessarily about your company um, I'm sure you won't mind but you seem to have gone a step farther in saying now we're going to take this software as a service and turn it back into a service and make sure that that your company is assisting in the actual lead generation in the actual I mean, it seems like the webinar technical part is a small part of the product now it's it's a commodity part kind of yeah, because we, we build the product. We actually rebuild over the next, the last two years. We were actually redesigning the product, switching the technologies as well to make it browser based. So there, there's no installation required. You just, you just there, um, um, putting the links into your browser and everything works. So we were working on this and making sure that the tool is, sort of really easy to use. It's very intuitive. So um, I remember when I was running my first um, case study webinar uh, when, with one of our clients when we were 
sort of uh, looking to show his um, sort of story and how he sort of started with webinars and how he was sort of uh, generating his leads to actually con attendees to um, to attend his course online course. And that was my first time on the on the tool in terms of the live webinar. Obviously, I, I saw it because we were sort of marketing and, and I, I, I saw it how sort of our IT team produce it and, and, and make it live. But then it was such a great experience because at the end I said, hey, I didn't have to worry uh, if I didn't um, if I couldn't find a button, because everything was there handy. Uh, I didn't have to think if something goes wrong. I just focused on the on the presentation. It, and it, it was so, uh, so good. And the, it was a really good experience. So, so because the, the, the tool, the, our platform is so intuitive, so easy to use, um, we put the focus on educating our clients to making them success in what they do. Uh, when they use our platform. We even called our customer support team, customer success team. Nice. I, I love that that shift kind of in where companies are at now. I think a big part of it is many technologies have finally started to get past the the, the technical aspects of it. The, does the webinar work? The Now things are just expected to work and we can focus on on what it's doing. In our industry, data has been difficult for a long time for marketers once they were saddled with having to manage all these spreadsheets and everything and getting past those, those hurdles to where you're no longer having to be a technical expert to run a webinar. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, now you can actually just focus on the content of the webinar and on the success and the pre and the post and making sure people have good experiences instead of, uh, I think in the past half of the webinar people that were involved in it were technical people to make sure that, you know, the right yeah. buttons were checked and clicked and everything was going to be smooth and things weren't going to fail and, and all that kind of stuff. It's great to be able to just say, no, now we have a couple marketers putting on a webinar and they can focus on the content. And again, the, the success, lead gen, helping sales, all those good things. Yeah. That was my monologue. Sorry. That was a good monologue. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> well, if those are all the, the things that you can focus on as the successes, I you know, I want to know where you think webinars are going. And I know on your blog, you talked about uh, webinars, greatest enemy was time, right? Mm -hmm. But what do you think are the biggest threats to webinars? And where do you think they're going, especially in North America? Um, I guess, regardless of the location, you know, people are sort of very, very busy. So we're looking um, at automating some process and this is what webinar flywheel is for is to put things on autopilot and it will just roll uh, because you have automating um, um, automated webinars uh, that are scheduled they start themselves they finish themselves uh, follow-up messages are sent um, and then you know the, the flywheel uh, webinar flywheel rolls um, the threats are um, well we did regard, regard it as threats at the very beginning uh, Facebook or YouTube because obviously they were live, live streams as well and they still are uh, but we decided that we will work with that so to get you even to get you as the host uh, as, the, as the organized people person who, who wants to generate sales leads get like great exposure let's work with that so when you organize a webinar you can stream it to either Facebook or YouTube at the same time 
And that gives you sort of um, a bigger exposure. So that was a threat. Um, and again, threat is uh, the time because we're lacking of time. The, the day is only 24 hours long and we, there's nothing we can do about it. So yeah. we have to fit all these activities into 24 hours. And what's the best way to, to do it? Just automate stuff and make it still make it authentic. So that makes sense. And it, but, but I want to go back to the Facebook and YouTube thing. I just have a mm-hmm. quick question. You can actually connect that to Facebook and YouTube to stream while you're doing your webinar absolutely and then you're streaming you're streaming on you're streaming on uh, sort of online through the browser and then because many 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 of our clients they build their uh audiences through social media so so that's why lives are there that's like next level flywheel stuff (laughs) it's a part of flywheel stuff yeah (laughs) yeah So I, would, I wouldn't say threats, but I think if we sort of, uh, if we treat them as threats, we would probably close the business, but you have to regard, regard them as opportunities to, for your product development. So we try to adjust our product to what's happening out there. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it seems like if Facebook said, you know what, we want to add features to our live stream that make it into a, a webinar function, then then you'd have a, maybe a major problem. I mean, you have a major player that's suddenly looking to absorb what you're doing as a business, but it's highly unlikely. Facebook's a very consumer facing platform that they're going to say, let's take this over now. Um, and let's, you know, let's squash all the webinar providers out there much more likely that by enabling your webinar to stream through to them. Now you guys have a, uh, double exposure, a, a symbiotic relationship. Oh, cool. too. I love it. Absolutely. That's an awesome way to take a, potential threat and and yeah turn it into a big uh, a big plus there so obviously you guys are a martech yourselves right you're a platform that's enabling webinars you also have the service side to help enable the lead gen and create the flywheel um there are there other martechs you would recommend around um around your guys service around webinars in general um martechs in terms of the companies uh well, technologies in particular, are there things that people need to, to um, you know, that you recommend to work with or maybe you even integrate with? Uh, you're talking about oh, yeah. promoting it. Maybe people need to do email promotion, social media promotion, that kind of thing. Is there anything in particular that you find useful um, when putting on webinars? Again, it depends what the purpose of your webinar is. You want to measure your webinars, obviously. So you put... Um, you can we've got many of integrations we've got integrations with crms um like infusionsoft like um like hubspot as well we've got we've got integration with dropbox where you store your sort of recordings when you can send them um right away to um you can store them right um right after the webinar is sort of stopped recording um so all these you know Click meeting works with all sort of well. I would love to say all um, all um, sort of products tools that you need in your business that you use in your business. You have Infusionsoft. We do too. I mean, that makes me yeah. happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're integrated in that. So so you can segment list. You can move move the list. So so yeah. So we've got our integration because obviously if you if you score your leads, if you work on leads, you need CRMs. And we're not CRM company, so we're not even try to build CRM. So we work with people who um, who do the best job at um, you know building CRMs. Um, 
like you said, Facebook, YouTube, um, when you want to connect the, those streams. Um, in terms of measuring, like I said, Facebook Pixel, Google Analytics, um, you can put in your webinar pages. Uh, because by webinar pages, I mean your lobby page when people sort of uh, land when you uh, before they sort of uh, go into the webinar room before you actually start the webinars you can feed them with the content there um, so yeah many like like I said my Facebook Facebook pixel uh, Google Analytics and and uh, many more and then that they all available and described on uh, our pages as well excellent do you have any favorite so when looking to promote a webinar any favorite channels, whether it's email, social media, blogs, mm -hmm. um, if you had to only promote in two or three ways, what, what channels would you really want to be promoting webinar out there pre post, you know, either one. Mm -hmm. uh, well, pre post, like I said, we normally promote like we need like about three weeks to promote a webinar. If we want to do like a prospecting, if we want to gather leads that we will then nurture. Um, so that will give us a fair amount of time to, 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 uh, to get, um, uh, potential attendees that will attend webinar and then if they not don't attend then obviously they will get the recording and they in the um in the flywheel webinar flywheel already um but um definitely email because obviously we were inviting people who just starting who signed up for a free trial at click meeting uh who already been to um, to a webinar that we previously organized uh, but obviously social media but paid campaigns um um and obviously blog that we then promote and we normally try to promote it through video as well so the expert and the host they will record uh like a video invitation pretty much that we then promote through paid campaigns and that's very interactive that's very sort of um um that provides us very quite a lot of registrations because it's it's authentic it's live and and it's, it's great and then after obviously the um uh, the follow-ups through emails um that's the best way yeah and i guess once you've created it now it's content and you can repurpose it and put it out anywhere and, and everywhere as we've uh, seen on on previous podcasts here, um, you know, you have that content, you've really got to use it to the maximum. Now you put in all the effort to create it. And I love your guys flywheel concept for that to keep, you know, keep the momentum going on, on this content that you're creating, keep, keep reusing it and putting it back out there and making it available at the right times and, and, and whatnot. Um, I want to jump back. We're getting close to the end here. And uh, I know you didn't want to talk about yourself much at the beginning, and now we're going to try to do it here at the end. Looking for, for something on you. Can you tell us something that maybe even people that work with you wouldn't know about you? <laughs> was that, was that on the question spot. list? Was that um, Oh, oh, I don't know. I see. I, I tend to talk a lot, so <laughs> so people know so things know. about me. There's not a lot they don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Then um, <laughs> uh, obviously there are stuff that I wouldn't tell. Um, um, like I'm not telling uh, you any of that. <laughs> um, no, no, I shouldn't really. <laughs> Nobody listens. Don't worry. It's just us. Here. Just the three of us. Yeah. yeah. Just the three of us. <laughs> um. Yeah, but maybe, maybe, maybe the fact that maybe the fact that uh, not many people know um, uh, that 
um, the moment I was starting uh, sort of my career um, in the startup industry was back in London where um, where it was just idea spreading and uh, many it was sort of back in 2008 I guess when all these great ideas um, sort of were forming shaping and building and um, you were thinking I've got a great product I'm, I'm gonna get out, get it out there um, so I remember that time and I was part of it and that sort of London startup environment and it was such a great sort of experience when you can even could actually learn you know the creative thinking and listen to uh, people um, listen sort of to people what they think about your idea when it's not even sort of out there when it's not that uh, what was I was very surprised when I was back in London and um, it was so exchanging the ideas and listen I've got the idea I want to build such and such a tool uh, based on the SAS model what do you think of it would it sell and when I I came back to Poland back in 2009 or 10. Um, people had ideas, but they were afraid to share it. Um, so, and sort of that was, uh, um, that was very sort of, and now obviously it's different because we love spreading ideas and sharing ideas and building out of these ideas. Um, but it was, it was that time. And I'm just thinking, you know, how many things changed since then. Since then. Um, so this is the thing that uh, not many people know about me, I guess. So what I'm hearing from it's that... Good thing you're a talker. Yeah. I'm hearing yeah. from that that Agnes Jaswiak started the Silicon Valley culture in Poland. <laughs> you went to London, <laughs> you got it, you much. brought it back. No. <laughs> she was a catalyst. I, I took away from it, cow. I don't know. She was a disruptive catalyst. How it about sounds that? like you may have been one of many people who brought that culture back to Poland and, and helped it spread. I mean, if you're going to other places and you're, you're, you're exposed to this kind of an atmosphere and then you bring it back um, to a place that doesn't have it, it takes people like you going and bringing that, uh, bringing that back uh, for, to kind of plant that seed. So maybe not yeah. the seed, but one of many seeds that got, uh, got Poland's um, startup atmosphere going so vibrantly like it is today yeah if 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 yeah if i could say that if, if i could have been that sort of seed that sort of you know planted in poland in the sort of startup and, and creative industry that would be fantastic to say and i would love to describe myself like this we'll say it for you <laughs> where can people find you um well, now I'm at home, but uh, <laughs> normally... <laughs> Don't go to Poland to find it. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, uh, so if I'm, I'm part of a Greek meeting team. We're based at the north of Poland in Gdańsk. Um, great town, very creative town for, um, for ideas um, development and, and sort of company development. So, so I'm normally there um, during the day. Fantastic. And uh, clickmeeting.com. Yes, that's where you can find us. Also the blog we mentioned, this will all be in the show notes as well. Um, Blog.clickmeeting.com. You've got many articles posted, I think, on there. Uh, That's a place that people can find uh, a lot more on ClickMeeting. And then uh, people can find you on Twitter, I'm sure, on Facebook. just by Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. LinkedIn, just putting in your name uh, brings up people. Absolutely. Again, 
always back to the show notes. Just go to ifyoumarket.com and you can you can find the show notes and we'll have links to all this stuff. Um, also, you've been on several other podcasts. Uh, if you don't mind, we'll put links mm-hmm. to those as well in the show notes. Um, Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody for uh, for listening. I guess before we sign off, Agnes, is there anything else you want to throw out there about webinars, about your guys' flywheel uh, concept there, helping generate leads, helping uh, with the sales funnel, that kind of stuff? Um, well, like I said, I'm a talker. I could, I could talk. I'd give you advices and, you know, based on what we've done and mistakes we've done and successes we've achieved. Um, but in terms of webinars, um, if I could give an advice to anyone who starts, uh, or who wants to, who are thinking about starting webinars, don't afraid to th- try things. Um, um, and practices, channels that work for others may not work for you. Um, but, uh, but, Trying, trying, trying. I remember when uh, when I was speaking to uh, Simona Vincenzi, one of the uh, podcast hosts um, I had, but you mentioned, um, he mentioned that he made first sale after 15th webinar. So um, you'll get there eventually, uh, but you have to find your own way and, and practice and, um, and try new things. They will work. Yeah, I'd say to that. Absolutely. Don't be... A- afraid to create it because you're afraid to be on doing it. I didn't want to start a podcast. Um, I was afraid to be the person talking and, and what am I going to say? How often am I going to put my foot in my mouth? Now look at you. Yeah. Now look at me. <laughs> only a couple times an episode. Um, you're going to suck at first. Just start creating it. The guy may have it took him 15 podcasts possibly because it took him 14 to get it right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> to not be terrible. That's the only way. But you have he to didn't remember. give up. He didn't give up. Yeah. That's the he best didn't thing. Give up. Yep. Keep putting it out there. The content, the good news is it's just it's just you putting your message out, having great guests on like like Agnes and experts in the industry can come on to a webinar and, and talk and, and help provide the content as well. So whether you're just creating a webinar or not just, but creating a webinar internally with your own company to present something or you're getting other experts to come on people aren't coming on there to, you know, it's not like you're a stand-up comic and you need to be polished. It's have good content. It doesn't matter how much you stumble when you have good content. Absolutely. Thanks Agnes. This has been great. Very informative. Thank you so much. You're great host, both of you. (laughs) Okay. So you can find Agnes, um, more on Agnes, uh, Joswiak on the, if you market.com site on the show notes there, uh, please do, uh, share the show, the, if you market podcast. And, uh, I want to thank, Agnes Joswiak of Click Meeting. Thank you very much. On behalf of her and uh, Carla Jo Helms and the If You Market team, thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it with webinars, they will come. Well, Thanks, said. Agnes. Thank, thank you. you, Agnes. It was great. It was great. Thank you. The If You Market podcast is brought to you by Mountaintop Data. And at Mountaintop Data, we're all about data for B2B marketing. Our goal is to improve the quality, depth, and coverage of our clients' targeted marketing data while removing the technical pain of accessing and implementing data. We help with everything from new target contacts to appending and cleaning existing data, all with the goal to free you and your team up to focus on creating great marketing experiences. Check us out online at mountaintopdata.com and sign up for our new top data search tool, and get free access to search our database of over 30 million business contacts. Use the code hashtag IYM when signing up and get 200 free credits.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.